Welcome back to the Men You're Not Alone podcast. This is going to be another installment of, of my own personal encounters with the spiritual realm. And I'm just grabbing a small sample from the top of my mind of encounters that I've experienced over the course of my lifetime. They are pretty numerous, and some of them are quite unusual. And for a little bit of context, which I did not put into the last the last episode of this, there was a friend of mine that I worked with in law enforcement for several years, and he was a very well-grounded man. And after we had worked together for several years, we worked uh, four years together in law enforcement, and he had commented after a couple of years of working with me that there was something very odd about me when we went out into crowds or we went out into people. And he said that no matter where I went, the, the craziest people or the people who are most likely possessed, they would come find me. And he, he used to joke and he said, you know, I could take you into a football stadium that's packed with 100,000 people. And if there was only one crazy person there or one demon-possessed person there, they would come and find you. And after years of observing it, he knew that was real. And so those ones that my friend had described, the how a possessed person or a crazy person, if there was one, they could come find me in a football stadium. That happened pretty much everywhere we went. And he would kind of stand off in the background and snicker when we had encounters with groups of people. And he would just like back off for a minute and wait and see who approached me. And it was always, it really was always the goofiest, the craziest, or sometimes the most wicked person in the bunch. And they're the ones that I call the ones who are dark. They're the ones who, I, I just always call them the ones who are dark inside. And I started calling them that when I was younger, like in my teens. So this was something that kind of, it was a recurring theme throughout my life. So this, I'll give you an account from about the year 2000. I was working on the road solo as a, an auditor for the telecom industry. And that job kept me on the road for about 25 days a month. I was up in uh, Minneapolis. I was up in the Nicolette Mall area where the headquarters to Target and like Pillsbury. I don't remember all of those businesses that were up there. That's been 23 years ago. I was auditing their their assets, their books and things like that. I was just a, a gun for hire. I was working for a contractor to audit their books so that the Public Utilities Commission would have a cleaner house to look at when they when they came and did audit, audits or reviews of assets and records and things like that. So I would just walk from one location to the next. If you've ever been up in the cities in that Nicolette Mall area, and now, granted, this has been 23 years ago, it's a pretty dense area, pretty dense, a lot of tall skyscrapers. It's definitely conducive to walking and, and, and not a lot of other things. So I was walking from, from one location. I don't even know. I just remember I was not far from the Target building at the time. And uh, it's it, it was a, like a paver sidewalk area or a paver walking area, like a plaza, kind of something like that. I was walking to my next destination and I just stopped because I could sense that one of the ones who was dark inside was inbound, like it was coming for me. And that's something that a lot of times I didn't tell people about was that I could tell when these ones who are dark inside, when they were coming long before they were ever in sight, long before anybody would have seen him. So I knew the direction that it, that this thing, I'm going to call it an it, because while they look like people, they're not. Um, they're not being driven by people. And so I knew the direction it was coming from. So I just stopped. And I was I was like, uh, it, the road was like a T, like I was walking parallel 
to where the T, I mean, the T kind of died in the, in the direction of the plaza where, or met right where the plot, like the plaza area was where I was standing. So I just stopped right there and I looked up like the, the leg of the T because that's the direction that, that this thing was coming from. And it was just a minute or two later that this man, I, I could see him walking. I knew who he was. I knew it was him. And he just walked in a, he walked like they all do in a straight line and they walk fast. So they walk, he was walking fast, walking in a straight line. I knew it was him and his eyes were already locked on me. The minute that he was within view, his eyes were, were locked on me. And even from that distance, I could see that he had a savage look on his face, which honestly is pretty typical. It was pretty typical of what I encountered. I stared back at him so that he would know I was watching him. I knew who he was or I knew what it was. And I was waiting for it. I was just going to wait right there. And and keep in mind, this has been going on for quite a few years now. So this I'm not. This is not unfamiliar territory for me. It's not an unfamiliar experience by any means. So I'm just grabbing a few uh, uh, quick examples from my past. And so there's not a lot of historical context from my encounters by doing it this way. But I figured it's enough. So he's he's walking in a straight line, super fast toward me. Toward me, you know, savage look on his face. We've locked eyes. Like, I know it's him. He knows he's coming for me. Just like all of them, you know, he, he, he comes barreling up to me, and he stops about five feet from me. Not like he didn't slow down. It's like he ran into something. And this was very typical. It, it really was as if he hit something or he bumped into something. But, I mean, there's nothing there. There's nothing between me and him. There's no bench or anything like that. I didn't put anything between us. And it was really like he collided with something. And I'd, over years, I kind of came to view it as, as these things, they would walk into the tip of a sword. And I always imagined like, like an angel standing behind me, you know, much larger than I am, with this big sword stuck out like over my shoulder. And it stuck about four or five feet out. And so when one of these things approached, they could get close, but they couldn't touch me. And he just stood there, this it, this guy just stood there. He stood there silently. He did not say a word. And he, he had this ferocious and like twisted up face. This was an unusual one because m- most of the time they would babble in an indecipherable nonsense or yell in an indecipherable nonsense, like a crazy person. Uh, but this one, this was the only one I've ever encountered that communicated without speaking, without moving its mouth. It's like it was, uh, I don't know, not telepathically, something. It was, I could hear words, like, coming, like, I could see its eyes. Just imagine, we never broke eye contact. I never break eye contact with any of these things. So it was communicating with me or telling me something. I wasn't talking back, but it was it was telling me something. And it what it told me was that they could not hurt me now, but there was a day coming when they could. And I just stood there. I was unafraid. I wasn't afraid of them. And I just told him he had to leave. Like, in the name of Jesus, you have to leave. And he turned around and he walked off. This is what they did. And I never saw him again. And I just went on about my way to the next, my next stop on my auditing route, you know, my auditing schedule. And that was a, a, an unusual one because he did, it did speak into my head. And I didn't believe, I mean, initially I kind of was like, what the heck? You know, like how, what do you mean you, you can't hurt me now, but the day is coming when 
you can. Like, I, I just knew I wasn't afraid. And I really, I didn't, I kind of walked away from there like, this sounds like something that is helpless or powerless and wants to convince me that it has more power than it does. And that's why I wasn't afraid of him. My relationship with Jesus with Jesus was very real. It is very real, and I understand the power that's inside of us when we accept him as our Savior and we get his Holy Spirit. And so I knew that what was in me, he who is in me, is far greater than anything in the world. Plus, whatever it is that has always accompanied me to prevent them from being able to actually get like right up against me, they all stop about four or five feet. So I knew there was something going on, and I chose not to avoid it, but to step into it. And that's why they didn't make me afraid. It's why I didn't run away. It's why I wanted to make sure that they understood that I identified them before they ever came around the corner, before they ever approached and got into sight. I wanted them to know that I could see them. All right, well, that'll wrap up this episode, and I'll catch you on the next one.